attraction from the feminine standpoint. And Rory's got so much on femifesting. <laughs> so I want to hear more on that and anything that Rory's willing to share. Feminifesting. That's a big topic for me personally right now. Also for our fate as women right now in the world. And I know I've talked about this before, but on Siren Island, I can go into it. I'm not going to go onto it publicly. Um, because it not because it would endanger me, although it probably would in a lot of ways. But people who don't agree with me probably are not interested in what I have to say anyway. So big deal. So this whole concept of feeling helpless and wanting to go into action with a man is the same as wanting to go action with the world. Every I get all these letters constantly now about how women are holding back from men, thinking that's what I'm telling them to do, holding back and, you know, not being direct, not saying what they want. And no, that's not what feminine energy is. Actually, masculine energy is strategizing, wanting to hold back or not do this or not do that. No, what I want you to do is really get into these big wants and big desires and all the big emotions that are going through you right now, sad, happy, angry. And the difference between how, it can, how it's going to land with him is, is not your feeling, unless it's an authentic. If you have an authentic feeling, it's going to be vibed. It's going to be let out. He's going to feel it. And that just has to be, or the attraction is lost. You have to feel it. And he will feel kind of what you're feeling. He won't be able to understand necessarily, but he'll feel your authenticity. He will feel that you trust him enough to relax your armor and let it go and let him experience you. In other words, you're letting him experience the real you, whether you say anything or not. So that's the core base of this. Then the way you express in words to him or body language is, he has nothing to do with this. See, we're so busy trying to strategize getting him to meet this need we have or getting him to do what will make us feel better or him to solve this want that we basically are messing up our want. And connecting it to him in a way that really isn't true at all. You want this feeling from a man or maybe from a woman. Yeah. You want this feeling of partnership and love and back and forth. You want this feeling of feeling loved and touched. And so many of us are so wounded for maltreatment and abuse that we don't experience that as a truth. We don't experience that our feelings are disconnected from the other person because we have experienced life as trying to stay safe. If I don't act or speak in a strategic way, he may yell at me or hurt me or get defensive. And so I'm very careful. Everybody kind of into that? I'm very careful because if I don't say the right thing, he's going to explode or hurt me or get, all right, so we have to recognize this for what it is. A man who gets defensive sometimes or just backs off or closes off. Yeah, that's natural man stuff. You just let him do that. But it shouldn't make you feel unsafe. The moment you feel unsafe to be you around him, either you have made that decision and he really is safe. It's just triggering you to feel unsafe and to be mad at him. In which case, you need a different set of words to approach this. 
We can talk about that. Or you're completely making excuses for him or trying to paint him in a color that is not what he really is. And you need to get the heck out of there. So I hope that was kind of clear. So, and then you find out if he's always defensive or he doesn't care about your feelings, you don't need to label him as a narcissist. You just go, you know, that didn't feel good. And if it doesn't feel good, like 80, 70, even 60% of the time, what the hell are you doing with him? And we have to keep asking, so what are, why are we even considering this relationship? And obviously, if you've been married for 10 years, there's a different thing going on. We can talk about that. But why consider if you're just dating this guy? And that's because we are afraid. We're afraid there's nobody else out there. We're afraid we're going to be alone forever. We feel our best option is to train this guy or to tolerate him. Train him. Yeah. We talked a little bit about that. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, there is a point. I want you to do that. I want you, unless you are physically unsafe and very emotionally and mentally unsafe, I know you're not going to leave this guy. I know you don't want me to tell you to do that. So that's why we use this guy to practice. And as you practice speaking your truth, if you practice speaking to him on a way that he can hear, that he should be able to hear, no matter how closed off he is, that he shouldn't be getting defensive or upset when you say these things, that, yeah, there is a chance of changing the relationship and fixing it. Yay! So that is the differentiation. So here, uh, a lot of you are with men who are extremely difficult. And I see it, the text, they don't care, they don't listen, they get defensive. And, you know, we are still helping you to use words that will not trigger him. But this is not me. We're trying to take away your authenticity or that you're actually feeling your feeling. I hope that makes sense to everyone. Yeah, I was just going to say, just to underline that, that's everything that we're doing is being able to touch what's true and authentic to us, feel it deeply, and then express it. And we can say that over and over and over and over again and have it still new awakenings about that. Because I mean, how often are we not all that honest? And this may be triggering to say it this way, but sometimes the provocative quality of saying it like this can help open up further is where are we not truly being honest with ourselves, probably to protect ourselves from not feeling disappointed and not being able to have, or, you know, that thinking that we can't have the kind of relationship we want or the kind of life that we want, that it's not available to us because we've not been able to go there very deeply within ourselves. That authenticity piece is so important. And I I think no matter what part of life you're in, you still come up with challenges of not wanting to really be there with your feelings Yes. to transition more into like the whole femifesting thing. And I, I, I personally want to know more about how, how Rory does this and the opening to your feelings, you know, like you can have something in your mind of, well, this is what I want. This is the kind of relationship I want. This is the kind of man I want. This is the type of man I want. This is uh, the, the, the type of day that I want to have with this man. And we can get so like, it's like, we can hold on to those grasp onto those ideas of what we think we want. And in that process, divorce ourselves from actually being able to experience it in the moment. I don't know if that's what you're saying. I think that's part of what I've been getting. Oh, Sophia saying something. Yes. Authenticity changed my inner stability big time. The cost of fearing to speak our truth and the fear of losing someone doesn't work. I want to read that again. The cost of fearing to speak our truth 
and the fear of losing someone doesn't work. The moment I realized that my relationship with men changed so much. That's great, Sophia. That's great. This surrendering the, like you feel, you feel, you let yourself touch the, the dream. And that can be a whole skill coaching wise of letting yourself just with what the dream is. What is it that I really want? What is it that I'm really hoping for? Where am I, where am I stopping myself from truly seeing and experiencing this? And then the other skills that follow that are the expression of it, how that feels when you are feeling in that space. And I I might even say this just popped into my head. It's the invitation it's the, that siren invitation for that dream to meet you in that moment. Like you're, you're building your tolerance for being able to experience that. And other people who are like, yeah, I vibe with that. <laughs> Lighting the torch for others. Well, I thought that was an awesome bit of help. If anybody has questions about what Natalina said and wants to go deeper in that, you know, write down in the comments so she can say it to me. I think I can add to the brilliance of that. And Sophia's was also, I thought, really exceptional there. Is this, I'm just going to give you a little hint from my own experience, because I think that's what you asked for. I am aware that I can have opinions about things constantly. I can think my husband is less than. I can think I don't love him. I can think that, now I'm saying think, that He's not good enough at this. I can think that I'm in the wrong place, that I'm in the wrong life, that being Rory Ray is not what I'm cut up for, that I'm meant to uh, work in uh, animal foundations. I'm not kidding you. This comes up all the time, and I know it does for each one of you in different ways. This is not where I'm supposed to be. He is not right. I made a mistake. And then another moment comes when he's wonderful and all of a sudden I feel differently and I perceive it differently and my sensibility of myself is completely new and different thereafter for hours, days, weeks, months. He hasn't changed at all. The world out there hasn't changed at all. Nothing's changed unless something happens like my dog gets sick. All of a sudden, a whole new panoply of feelings happen. It's not so much opinions as like, oh, the world turned bad all of a sudden. The world turned bad all of a sudden. Or my husband uh, doesn't want to answer me about something in one moment. Oh, the world, he turned bad all of a sudden. Those are the things that happen. But most of the time, they don't change. It's something in us that changes. A perception, something that happens. I think it's an internal thing. I think it has to do with our hormones. I know when I don't feel well and I was sick the last few weeks, I think my ability to sense and feel upbeat changes. I go down. I go into a more spiritual place. I land somewhere else. I feel upset. I feel scared. All kinds of new feelings come up when I feel less able to do my normal big stuff. So let's talk about how I feminifest when I'm in a space, a physical space where I can handle a lot of energy and I feel thoughtful. What happens is what I tell everybody. I just feel happy when I think about doing something and I feel icky about doing something else. So right now I feel icky about doing formal videos on my lights and this. Not sure why, but I felt that way or I feel 
icky about this, but I feel really excited about turning on Roy Ray Siren Girl, which is coming up with jewelry and stuff. I feel really excited about the app going live probably this week. I feel and I feel excited when I read a letter from one of you that I want to re- want to respond. I want to write it. So I write a blog post. So sometimes I just want to do a video. I just want to hold my phone and do this video with Natalina. I felt excited about that. Why? There is no why. I could ask myself from now until, you know, the end of time. And I never know why I felt happy. Is it, don't you all have those experiences? The why. Yeah, we get lost in the why. The, the yeah, black hole why. <laughs> don't you feel good sometimes and not good other times? Can you feel good about doing something sometimes, but not feel good about doing something else? Do you feel motivated some for some things, but not for others? Well, the problem is our masculine brain and our suited up and all the examples around us tell us that we should be focused on the thing that is the thing we're supposed to be focused on in this moment. And if you are at work, that's constantly the people asking you for stuff and the stuff that's in the urgent in box. And you can't live like that. And not only that, you can't be a leader like that. You cannot be a leader if you go with what you think is a thing you're supposed to be doing and other people are telling you to do. No, you have to go with your instinct, your feeling that feels good. You have to follow that feel good track. And if it says take a nap, you got to take a nap. I fight that one all the time. If it says you got to eat some, I want to eat something. You got to eat something. And if it says I want to eat that ice cream, but then you get a pang of, oh, no, I shouldn't. But actually, that apple looks pretty good. There's you working that out. Mm-hmm. It's not a should from out there. It's an actual, you know, I feel really good when I ate that apple, when I ate that piece of pineapple, actually. Something in my brain says the ice cream. Sometimes it's the other way around from what we think is our impulse. Impulse, a chance to express itself as a feeling and see what you get. So, All I do is follow those things down. And what happens is my energy opens up. I have bigger bandwidth. I'm able to deal with it. I'm, I'm excited about talking with you. It's, it's not coming from, oh, I should do a live here. No, I just feel like it. I kept wondering, I'm not, am I signed up to do this every week? What if I don't want to? But it hasn't happened. I look forward to it. I love seeing Natalina. I love knowing that you're out there and. I'm a camera hog. So, hey, I love this. That is how I do things. That's how I get actually all my friends who are all relationship coaches. I get more done than anybody. Nobody can understand how I get so much done, but it's because I'm just doing what I want to do. And I paint and sometimes I don't feel like painting. So I don't paint. I don't say, gosh, I got to finish that painting. Now, the second layer here is, am I blocking the feeling? Is that why I don't feel like I want to? So so I looked at my tripod and the cords and the lights and the things that I have to do for my formal videos on my formal YouTube channel. I could feel the uh, come into me. And I thought, well, is that true? Is that really true? And then I thought, well, actually, I'm not too crazy about one element of it here. And so I've taken the fun out of the stuff that is fun, which is, the camera hog part, the part of being able to talk to somebody. Oh, because there's a rule and somebody wanted me to talk about something specific. Ah, I don't like to be told what to do. So I go through all of that. And after I've kind of cleared through all the stuff that comes up, the real feeling comes up. And that is, you know, right now I don't have the energy. To, I don't want to do that. But that doesn't mean it's not something I like. And it doesn't mean I don't want to paint 
little later in the day. Sometimes if I go, I don't feel like painting, I look at the painting and I go, hmm. And after about five minutes, wow, I really want to paint that tree. And I cannot help myself. I grab my brush. I do watercolors so I don't have to set up. Dash in the paints right there. And before I know it, I'm painting for half an hour. That is how I operate. And I don't think I want to write. So I don't like sit down and write, but I bring up my phone. This is my version of my phone here when I'm demonstrating. And I start talking before I know it, I have a thing. And then, oh, I got an email to myself and then, oh, I want to edit it. It's like the wants change. So when you are thinking about a man outside of him, where the last connection you had with him was not fulfilling, and he hasn't called you in a few days, you're going to feel what other people call negative feelings. I just call them icky feelings about him, right? That's not true. Because the second he shows his face and calls, you're going to like him again. So that that is just you being subject to the whims of the world and other people. And no, that's not feminine energy. That's some kind of like wounded masculine, wounded Feminine. I am not even sure there's a wounded feminine, to tell you the truth, except a wounded feminine becomes more masculine. But the wounded masculine is this conflagration, this conflict for me between a power struggle and a constant resentment and the feelings of guilt and shame and the, the desire to be a hero and do stuff. Unfortunately, the wounded feminine, the other thing stops him. So I guess our wounded, the wounded masculine stops him. For us, I guess maybe the wounded feminine lets us buy into the masculine. It lets us buy into, oh, he didn't do that. Therefore, I feel icky about him. Therefore, he's not this. All that leads to all that masculine thinking. Just turn your head to something you like. That's it. Just Turn your head to something like, ooh, there's a mirror. I want to look and, and shape my eyebrows. Oh, there's a curtain that's curled. I want to open that up. Oh, there's a dust thing there. I want to vacuum that. Oh, there's my dog. I want to pet him. Oh, those glasses feel better than the ones I wear. That's how I want you just to be. Try it just moment by moment. You might feel like you're unfocused. See, try that on. Try unfocused on, you know, find your lens by finding what when you like to look through. We're so busy trying to organize ourselves that we don't even give ourselves a chance to internally discover what it is the heck we want to do. And that's how we feminifest.